Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. Look, do you need a defense attorney? Go with the best in the business. That is Aurora Law Firm. You hear Manny Aurora on the show a couple times a month, currently representing Anna Delvey, the real one from the Inventing Anna Netflix documentary. Located in Atlanta, Georgia, but practices nationwide, has handled litigation in over 19 different states and has represented many clients uh, in the celebrity field, you know, as well as professional athletes, law enforcement agents, lawyers, uh, politicians, you name it. Manny and his crew have been there and done that. And they can help you as well if you're in need of a defense attorney. As a former prosecutor, Manny Aurora understands the other side of the case. TheAuroraLawFirm.com. That's the website. TheAuroraLawFirm.com. If you have a question for Manny when he makes a stop with the BS, you can leave a message on our hotline, 404 369 3825. Or the show's social media and get all that information off podcastthebs.com. How would you like your monthly mortgage payment taken care of for all of 2023? Well, after Stockton Mortgage's Dave Flashner's tip of the day, you'll find out. Rising interest rates is obviously a big topic. I always say, marry the home, date the rate. Meaning, you can't change the sales price, but you can always refinance. When you close your home loan purchase or refinance with Stockton Mortgage, you'll be automatically entered into a mortgage-free sweepstakes. One prize winner will be chosen to have Stockton Mortgage cover their monthly mortgage payment up to $2,500 per month in 2023. A home loan or refinance might be one of the most important transactions you'll ever make in your life. Go with someone that's reliable, knowledgeable, trustworthy, and always on call. Dave Flashner, Stockton Mortgage, 561-951-0984. That's 561-951-0984. Stockton.com slash Dave dash Flashner. Look, my wife sells houses for a living, and she always tells her clients that are selling their house, if you want to upgrade your property value, you got to do something with the kitchen and or the bath. And it, you don't have to be selling your house to upgrade the kitchen and bath. It's just something nice to do, and it upgrades the property value tremendously. That's why I'm telling you about UCI Kitchen and Bath, which has been Atlanta's number one cabinet, granite, and quartz fabricator, plus installer for the past 20 years, servicing all of Georgia, parts of Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Florida. It is a one-stop shop for you. You can pop into their showroom in Norcross, Georgia, and you can see their design team, meet their design team, and watch how they'll transform your kitchen and bathroom into this beautiful and functional environment to fit your personality, right? Uh, plus all the latest trends. They've got displays there. So it might give you some good ideas. It's a one-stop shop. As I said, UCI Kitchen and Bath also provides installation, whatever you buy. Let's save you some cash. Mention the BS, you get 10% off regular-priced countertops. So save some money. Mention the Bailey Show podcast, 10% off regular-priced countertops. UCI Granite. Dot com. I love people. All right, all right, all right. The BS presents Let's Talk To. People are strange when you're a stranger. I cannot wait to see who it is. Oh, <laughs> I hope it's Frank Sinatra's ghost. <laughs> PodcastTheBS.com. It's better than radio. I want to be completely honest before our guest even says anything. There are a handful of celebrities that I have man crushes on. Gavin Rosdale's one of them. Everybody knows that. 
The Rock is another. Garth Brooks is another. This is another. Very little known fact that I have a man crush on Thomas Ian Nicholas. I do. I do. I think you're like the coolest fucking dude out there. I've loved you in American Pie. I loved you uh, in uh, Rookie of the Year. I loved you in all that stuff. I just think you're cool. How are you? Good to talk to you again. I'm good, man. Uh, Jason, thank you for the love. I, I feel it. I got it in the feels. <laughs> um, so thank you for, for enjoying my work. And uh, I'm glad we connected on Twitter yesterday. I saw your your tweet. I go, I don't have this in my notes. Who is this guy? <laughs> and then I, I realized you're a part of the, the tour that I'm doing this morning. And yeah. I'm like, oh, thank God. Yeah. I, I can't tell you. I feel bad whenever I miss something. So I'm just glad we connected. And here we are. Yeah. And thank you for the love. Well, you right know, back at you. When, when, when we had you, you know, on the radio shows in the past, I think I've had you on a couple times. It's always been about, uh, I think, your music. It's it's never been about the acting stuff. And <laughs> this 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 song that you've done, and you've done it with the guys from Bowling with Soup. So you did it with Jarrett and Rob, right? And and you know, everybody's familiar with 1999. You've just tweaked it and made it the American Pie version. Uh, I, I don't know the reason why you decided to do it, but I will tell you, it is fucking fantastic. It is fun. I couldn't stop listening to it. That's what I tweeted. Could not stop listening to it. So what was the reason behind doing this and tweaking the lyrics? So Jarrett has this, uh, this podcast. He has several podcasts, but one of them is a spinoff. Their, their album Bowling for Soup goes to the movies. Mm. So he's got Jarrett goes to the movies. So they, uh, we, last December, we did a live podcast and we watched American Pie oh, here in Dallas. Yeah. I'm actually in Jared's studio right now in Dallas. <laughs> That's the, those are not my accolades behind me. Those are Bowling for Soup gotcha. uh, and, and Jared's guitars. So we were watching American Pie. We played a show afterward. And so we get up on stage. I, of course, opened with uh, my version of Stacy's Mom where I sing Stifler's Mom. Uh, That's on my frat party right. album. So he does 1985, he finishes the first chorus, and he goes, you know, we should sing lyrics about American Pie. Trying to do it, we had maybe had one or ten too many beers during the podcast. So trying to do that off the cuff, we failed miserably. Um, but that's where Jared came up with the idea. So the next day I texted him all these lyrics. He goes, oh, that's really funny. We should do a TikTok video. And that was where it like sort of landed. Yeah. But then cut to he's on tour with, with Rob in Baltimore, we ended up being in Baltimore at the same time. And so they let me open for them and I'm in my hotel room. I'm all jazz. I'm like, I'm going to open for Bowling for Soup. Uh, and so I, I just recorded the TikTok video myself. It got half a million views and Jared's like, okay, come to the studio, come to Dallas. Let's punch up the lyrics. And then Bowling for Soup's going to play behind you. And then he ended up singing harmonies, and here we are. A, a updated version, 1999, of their big song, 1985. Yeah, it's uh, so enough. My favorite line is, enough of this blowjob shit, I'm over it. <laughs> like, and, 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 and so, like, we, we've talked about, I've talked about this a million different times. Like, every generation has its coming-of-age movies. You know, you had Fast Times back in the day. That would be more for my brother, who's 10 years my senior but, you know, you and I are around the same age. I'm 47. I think you actually just turned, I think, 42, right? Somewhere around there. I did, yeah, 42. So, so you know, we're, we're that Gen X, and American Pie, not only what you guys went through in the movies, I was going through at the same time as were, was everybody else, 
But the soundtrack, I mean, I always say music is the soundtrack to our lives. I mean, you can't mention the 90s without, it's not just the grunge era stuff. I mean, you can't mention it without Third Eye Blind and Lit and Bare Naked Ladies and, and those types of bands because in, in Collective Soul, those bands were on, that was the American Pie soundtrack, which in my opinion is one of the best soundtracks ever, you know, but I'm biased, of course. But I agree with you, so keep, yeah. go yeah. on. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you were a part of uh, the coming-of-age franchise, American Pie, you know, um, and, and that's, that's got to be fulfilling enough. I mean, you've had so much success in, in Hollywood, and this is your, is this your fourth album that you've put out, fourth or fifth album? This is a, just a single. So during like the, the lockdown, I released nine singles. Uh -huh. So this is my like 10th or 12th single over the years. I'm currently writing for my seventh album, uh -huh. uh, which I actually wrote a brand new song that we haven't recorded yet with Jarrett. I wrote a song with Ace Enders from the early November. I'm going to be writing with The Dangerous Summer, Plain White Tees, Lit. Um, wow. And so, and yeah, there's going to be a lot of other, you know, friends that I've made over the years that are going to be a part of album number seven. Did you make friends with some of these bands because of the American Pie franchise and the music that was in the movie? Uh, it's really from being on tour. I mean, I've, I, since 2008, I have probably played over 800 shows in about 12 countries. And ironically, I think I was on a tour or on a, a festival gig that we only just came to find out that Jarrett had another band and it was at the same festival, but we didn't meet. So we've been like circling each other for years. We're even on the, the blues traveler album, blow up, blow up the moon that came out in 2015 plain white tees is there as well, but I still hadn't met Jarrett. It was only in December of last year. And so like, I think it all just kind of, you know, anal eruption and then we just became instant best friends <laughs> kind of like us right now jason yeah. we're now instant best friends I, I'm, I'm all in i want to go I'll, I'll be your roadie i'll go out on tour with you have you ever thought about you know the play the what if game i love the what if game what if you weren't kevin from american pie and you were a different character could you have pulled off stifler could you have pulled off uh oz could you have pulled off uh somebody else no, I don't think I could have pulled off Jim. any of those other characters at the, at the time since everything was not really like, you know, too much character work. There was no one playing anything, you know, really outlandish from the, the, the basis of who they are. I will tell you a funny story about this, that Kevin was almost played by another actor. Really? Uh, somebody that we would know? High school together, and he also was in 10 Things I Hate About You. Uh, his name is Andrew Keegan. So he was not just maybe going to play it. He was offered the role. I hadn't auditioned yet. And they were trying to work out his schedule because 10 things was shooting around the same time. Uh -huh. And so I only just found out because I've hired Andrew in a couple of my films that I produced. I did one for Sony called Living Among Us. It was a vampire flick with John Hurd, the late, great John Hurd, William Sadler. I did one last year called Adverse that Lionsgate yeah. put in theaters where I went head to head with Mickey Rourke. Andrew's in that one. So during Adverse, uh, he tells me this story. He goes, yeah, there was this one day where they couldn't coordinate the schedule because of the band Save Ferris. They were on this one day and they couldn't be moved. That one day caused them to not let him play Kevin in American Pie. Wow. So the, the new joke is, 
Save Ferris. They saved me. They <laughs> saved Thomas. <laughs> That's kind of so, like the Eric Stoltz, Michael J. Fox, Back to the Future story. Although they didn't shoot for two weeks and then fire Andrew Keegan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So so if then, then play the what if, if he would have been, Kevin, and you would not have. Would, if, Keegan would have been the, like the absolute king and prince of the 90s, and I wouldn't exist. But, but, I wouldn't be here with you. No, I'd just be, no, 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 you, but you would have done something else. So I'm wondering, was there another opportunity that you could not have done or you didn't do because of filming American Pie? I remember when I did Rookie of the Year, I had screen tested for The Good Son. Mm-hmm. And I was super bummed because drama is more of my forte, which is what I'm getting back into with the, the films that I'm producing. Uh, but I didn't land that role. Macaulay Culkin came in and, and just, they just took the role. They, he wasn't at the screen test. They just gave it to him um, for whatever reason. And I don't know that there was anything else that I was working on at the time. I honestly, I was about ready to like flee the country. No, I, I, w- I had done Rookie of the Year and Kid and King Arthur's Court. And I, I, I was almost feeling like maybe I need to do something else. So my plan was when I turned 18, I was going to move to London and I was going to do stage and like work at, as an audio engineer at this studio that I had done some ADR work at. That was my plan. Hmm. And I'm, I kid you not, right before my 18th birthday, I booked American Pie, like two weeks before my 18th birthday. Well, so the, so the celebrity is not important to you. You could go and do, uh, let's say, a quote unquote normal job as long as it's in the business and you're passionate about it. You don't. You 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 appreciate being recognized and you appreciate the celebrity, but that's that's not your thing, right? My thing is creativity. Yeah. So as long as Amen. whatever I'm doing is creating something, creating entertainment, I, I I honestly believe that you know entertainment is the safest form of escapism. Uh, there's no hangover outside of like you know you watch too much Netflix in a binge watch, your eyes are going to be pretty sore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know there's no real hangover from entertainment. Um, so yeah, as long as it's in creativity, I think that, you know, being recognized or quote unquote fame is a byproduct of success and something that I embrace and I don't shy away from. I try to be nice to people. They tell me like, they love what I do. I'm not going to, you know, turn around and be like, Oh, thanks. Bye. (laughs) Get out of my face. Uh, no, I'm going to be, I'm going to, I want people to, to have an experience in that moment. Like I would want, like if I saw, you know, Robert De Niro, well, granted, when I saw Robert De Niro, I couldn't even speak. So I, I was just like, <laughs> well, that's good that you have that attitude. I, I get it. I, I can appreciate that, you know, um, on a smaller scale for us, you know, leaving radio for, you know, been doing it for almost 30 years. But I, I was not satisfied. Like for years, I hadn't been satisfied creatively because of all the restrictions and the people that were running the show. And then when we put together this project, I'm able to have long form conversations. Kind of what I was talking to with Twitter, you know, I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna have, we'll have the best interview out of all your radio conversations because they're eight nine minutes long, and they're gonna bombard you with American Pie questions, and then they'll briefly talk to you about your music career, and then you're out, and it all has to be put into this eight nine minutes, um, you know, before Art gets on the phone and yells at them." You know, well, this is this is similar to the idea of when you have so many characters like in American Pie, and you'll see it in the sequels, especially American Wedding, 
where there's so many characters to service that some of them get sort of left as like the B and C storylines. And I was actually, I had lunch with uh, Adam Hers recently who created uh, American Pie uh, and wrote the first one, grew up in Grand Rapids and, and all that, wrote it all about his, his friends. Uh, he was like, you know, if we ever did a TV show, we could really delve into and stretch out. And that's what I feel like what you're saying from radio to podcast, you get to like kind of get more in depth. So I can mm-hmm. see how that would be more fulfilling. Yeah, and I think also for the audience as well. I mean, the people's idea of entertainment always changes. And it's it's it could be trendy, it could be fad-y, but I think that uh, for the most part, you know, the, the old saying is content is king. And if you put it out there and you're if you're passionate about something, people feel that passion. If you're phoning it in, people feel you phoning it in. You'd agree with that, right? Absolutely. I mean, and I think that we're in a day and age where there's a lot more, a lot more listeners of music, a lot more, you know, avid watchers of entertainment and a lot more niche. So there's like, or niche, however you want to, you know, if you want to be fancy, uh, where you can, you can have something that's maybe not mass media popular, but if you're into it, you can now in today's day and age, find people who are also into it and dive super deep into what you love. Yeah, I agree. Um, I want to get back to the song here and bowling with soup because they're like everybody's friend in the business. It's, it's crazy that the, the relationships that those guys have, but I need you to do me a favor. Do you still stay in contact with uh, your American pie cast? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've done, I've done like comic-con events with Tara, Shannon, Mina, Chris, Okay. Uh, talked on the phone recently with Eddie Kay and you know, yeah. Okay, good. So uh, I have very few regrets in my life. Um, but this one I do. Okay. So we had Mina on, um, who, for those that don't know, plays Heather, uh, Chris Klein's girlfriend in the American pie movies. And we had her on it talking about a movie. Choir chick. Uh, yeah, yeah. Choir chick. We're talking about so- something she was doing, but I was very excited to have her on. And yes, we had the eight or nine minutes during the radio show. So we had to get the American pie stuff in there. And I asked the question that came off as after I asked it, I think was kind of a dick question, Um, but I didn't mean it that way. And she took it the wrong way. And I think it came out the wrong way. So it's not her fault. It's my fault. I should have been better than this. But what I said to her was, you know, you are a trained actress. And from what I understand, Chris Klein was picked up like at a local high school to play the part. So we had no training. He wasn't at your level or maybe the other actors and actresses level was that difficult. And I really meant it not in an asshole way. I was like, just, I was being serious. So anyway, she answered the question very politically correct and talked about how they're still friends and this and that we get off the phone. I think actually art booked it for us. And he says, Hey, can, can you guys get that out of there? She, she did. She didn't like that question. It made her feel uncomfortable. I felt horrible. I did. But the, the, the interview was live, <laughs> so like, right. we couldn't do anything about it. So not that she cares nor she remembers, but if I just know that if you would say something that I apologize, it'd make me feel better. Sure, I can let her know What's, that what? Jason Bailey apologizes <laughs> for his insanely rude question. But that is the truth about Chris Klein. And it wasn't for American Pie. It was for... Um, uh, election. Oh, election. Uh, yeah. Okay. So he was, they were doing a scout. I know the story cause I've heard him say the interviews a bunch of times they were doing the story or the, the scout for election at his high school in Omaha, Nebraska. He rounded the corner and literally bumped into 
the scout, the tech scout and like the director. And they were like, Oh, Hey, you know, find out what they were doing. He's like, well, you should audition. So, I mean, he still went and auditioned. It wasn't like they were like, let's pick a kid. Mm. But the randomness of it is, yeah, it was, it was, you know, happenstance, so Mm. to speak. So was it a dick question? Was that kind of rude? Like if I would have asked you that, would you have taken it that way? Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. In the market to build a mountain home or cabin in Western North Carolina, Mac Development Group. These are the people that you need to call. These are the people you need to talk to. MacDevelopment.com is the website currently booking for full-time builds, and they're looking for you to get on the schedule today, providing a premium product in the Western Carolina market, and they are the premium builder in the area. Putting everything together in this amazing 3D software, the process is easy, and it's a one-stop shop with Mac Development Group. MacDevelopment.com. Because of YouTube percenters, Rockland Contracting is booked this year, so make your appointment for next year today. Specializing in deck design and build, basement remodel, new HVAC installation, interior, exterior painting, you need David Hawks and Rockland Contracting. Get a hold of them, 678-879-3867, and make your appointment for next year. Plus, if you've got any deck designed experience and or framing experience starting you out at $20 an hour. I need your help. Rockland Contracting, LLC.com, 678-879-3867. Help you help your business get to the next level. And you do that by incorporating create graphics in there. Whether it's vehicle wraps, corporate events you might be having, interior, exterior events, Graphic Design and Apparel, Create Graphics, is a full-service graphics company that specializes in graphic design, wide-format printing, and graphic installation. Excellent customer service where every project is going to get that one-on-one experience from start to finish. CreateGraphics.net, C-R-E-A-T-E-G-R-A-P-H-I-X.net. Or you can call 770-369-9962, 770-369-9962. And back to you, Jason. That is a dick question. I would say that, you know, Chris Klein... One of the hardest characters to play in film is yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I often have an easier time utilizing my 10 years of studying acting craft to generate a character and build a different backstory. But to do the what I call the instant breakfast character and just be naturally me but say these written lines, mm. that's one of the hardest things to do. So kudos to someone like Chris who was able to do that. I think he's the closest in real life to his character. But that still is somewhat of a talent because most people get kind of tense when they're on camera. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, you know, you get your kids to smile for a picture and all of a sudden they're showing you all your, all their teeth. They're like, <laughs> your smile. And that's the tenseness that happens. So, yeah. you know, in my mind, there's still a, there's still a value and a, and a, uh, a talent in that. So I don't know. I'm not offended by that question, but he, Mina can, you know, Mina got offended. Yeah, so Mina was I'll upset. tell her you said you're sorry. Yeah. He, he was though, like, that's who I related to in American pie. He, I was him, you know, I was the, I was the jock. Uh, I was more of a stiffler type of jock, kind of the bully s kind of guy. I was kind of a mixture of both, but I was the guy that would fall in love and had the girlfriend I wasn't the player or anything like that. Very much like you and Tara Reed, you know, together throughout high school. And then, you know, you drift apart later in life. And then the meeting at the, you know, at the beach. And then you're like, you still feel like there's something there and not realizing that it's not the, like everything about this series, I'm going, it's, it's me. It's, it's my life. Well, that, but that, but that, that is Oz though. Cause he was like Stifler. It's just that meeting Heather changes him. 
But remember, yeah. he's got that line, which we sing about in the bridge, the suck me beautiful <laughs> is not sensitive. <laughs> suck me beautiful. is the, How long did it come uh, take you and Jared to come oh, up with? Oh, you trying to ask me how long I last in bed? What's going on? <laughs> how long did it take you to, to get these the lyrics for 1999? I'm assuming they kind of popped out of your head. The first rendition that I did, which you can see on my dashboard, me in a hotel room with an unplugged guitar, um, I, I wrote those in like maybe like an hour and a half. Mm. But when I sat with Jarrett, he was just like, listen, every line has to punch. So we worked on it for probably like three hours to really punch up the lyrics. Some of the original ones that I came up with are still in the song and they made it, you know, they, they passed the uh, litmus test and, and got into the song. Mm. And then other ones, Jared just came in with just zingers, man. <laughs> just total zingers. <laughs> you, you mentioned every character. I mean, every tier of character is mentioned in there. Oh, yeah. You, well, you got to cover it all. You're, we're basically telling a 90-minute story in three minutes. Mm-hmm. You got to hit all the points. Yeah. And what a lot of people forget is Casey Affleck plays your older brother in American Pie. I mean, Casey Affleck has done very well for himself in Hollywood. And that was, you know, one of his early roles playing your brother, letting you know where the where the special book is in the library. Right. A lot of people forget that he was my older brother in that for some reason. Uh, but yeah, we even we even mentioned him. He's in the bridge. Yeah, his character. So bowling with soup. You you talked about how you how you caught up with them. These guys, I've never met them before. I'm a fan of their work. I I love feel good that that pop punky type of music. I think it's cool. But like uh, in the wrestling world, Alexa Bliss is I think like bestest buddies with them, and uh, she talks about them all the time on social media. They have become at least from a social media stance, like everyone in Hollywood's best friend. What is it about bowling for soup that attracts everyone? Uh, you know, I think like they're, they're just, first of all, they're great dudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, second of all, their, their lyrics are not just fun, but also rather intelligent. So it's fun and intelligent. I mean, Jared's a smart guy. Um, and so, but everyone likes to have fun. Yeah. I mean, Jared just is like, is down for, for working on anything as long as it's fun. And I, I kind of feel the same way, like staying in that creative space. So I, what I can't figure out for the life of me is why there is not a Bowling for Soup song on an American Pie soundtrack. So if we do American Pie five, I am going to campaign that they put a Bowling for Soup song on that soundtrack. Well, I would think it would be. I, I can see the credits being 1999. I mean, maybe, but are they really going to have Kevin singing a song on the soundtrack? Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Why not? Didn't you haven't you haven't you sang before on, on one of the soundtracks? Yeah, I, yeah, I pined for it. I finally landed it after four films. Uh, I got it on uh, the American Reunion soundtrack, a song yeah. called "My Generation" that plays when Stifler sticks his fingers in my mouth, which was also my bit. Thank you very much. Um, (laughs) No, no, it was awesome. We were, we were there doing that. And all it said in the script was he touched my beard and said the line. I took Sean to the side and I go, listen, dude, I got this funny idea, man. On this next take, stick your fingers in my mouth, like a dipstick test. And he's like, dude, I can't put my fingers in your mouth. I was like, yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Don't tell anyone though. So the first take got totally blown because as soon as he did it, like the whole cast broke character, like the whole crew started laughing. No one could believe that Sean put his fingers in my mouth. And then it was a trailer moment. So That's I awesome. was pretty proud that uh, <laughs> I was willing 
and, you know, incepted the idea. Did, did you guys like when, you know, you either ad libbed or pitched some ideas to uh, the powers that be like give uh, homage to, or, or refer back to some other great nineties movies, like can't hardly wait and stuff like that going, this scene is kind of like that. So let's do this. That will remind people of that because it's all kind of the same era. Uh, I mean, we never, not to my knowledge, that we have conversations where we were trying to, you know, to, to reference anything. We just always were, especially at this point, staying just true to the characters. Like, oh, that, our, my character wouldn't do that. You know, that's more of a, of a Finch thing or that's more of a Jim thing. Um, and so sometimes we'd swap things around or tweak them. But we never, like, again, to my knowledge, tweaked it to reference one of the other films. God, I love Jason Biggs too. He's a hell of a guy, isn't he? I love that dude. He's so uh, he's a great actor. Like that, that, you know, it's like after American Pie, you guys, it's tough to top those characters. I'm assuming, right? Like you, you're typecast as as the guy from American Pie. You can't just, you know, you can't be the next uh, Iron Man, right? It's tough. For me, I really didn't get typecast. I've gone on to to do characters very outside of myself like like my last film adverse yeah uh to the point where it's some people have at, only know it's me because i've told them it's me but uh you know i dropped the middle name to even confuse the situation more just for that film <laughs> uh, but you know i played walt disney frank sinatra jr yeah. abby hoffman yeah. um a lot of uh, martin scorsese uh, a lot of uh, a lot of good character work that I'm very proud of. But you didn't put your dick in a, a pie either. So I mean, for Jason Biggs, True. it's a little bit more difficult not to be typecast. I would say I would I would say I have to agree with you. And, and for Sean, I mean, Sean was just a day player on the first film, uh, and you know, really, really just stole the show yeah. with uh, with a small part that became sort of part of the guys. You know, was he not supposed to be that big of a character? I mean, if you look at the first film, it's mainly Kevin's movie. Yeah. And then, you know, Sean is, or, you know, Stifler is like a, a small bit part player. But his moments are so memorable right. that you can see the increase to the second film. So, and then Stifler is much more prevalent. So you, you mentioned American Pie 5. Is that is that a conversation that's been going on? You know, nostalgia is really big right now. Mm. Reboots are, you know, kind of happening. I mean shit kids in the hall is back, you know, with on Amazon prime. Mm. Uh, so I think it's possible. And I know that universal, cause my, my son is, uh, is following in my footsteps. He starred in the latest M night Shyamalan movie entitled old. Mm. He's the main little kid in that. Yeah. Um, and so it's a good movie, we by the way, from, good movie. Yeah, it was good. Right. It, it fit, a little confusing at first and freaky in the middle, but I got it. it it's, it's, it's a good movie though. Um, yeah, so when we were at the premiere, I ran into the president and chairwoman of of, uh, of Universal, and they're circling the idea of American Pie Five. I think they're interested. They just got to come, you know, to negotiation terms. I think. Well, so we'll, we'll see. We'll, Anything we'll, possible. What would you like to see creatively? I mean, would you go? It's it's there's a fine line from a fan standpoint of just rebooting something for the nostalgia factor and it's the same blueprint you bring back most if not all the original cast but it's really focused on the kids but if you take shows like uh, let's say cobra kai for example they've Ah. mastered how to get the old audience and the new audience so how do you envision this 
I mean, it's all up to Adam Hers. P.S. Art, Art just called me, so I've got. I, I hung up on him, but oh. I gotta go. Oh, really? I got a couple more things to do. Yeah. Oh, son of a bitch. Okay. Anyway, um, well, I, I didn't want to just hang up on you. I appreciate that. I, I thought I had forty-five minutes, but I guess I don't. Okay. So, um, here I can return the favor. This one goes to Mina for Mina Savari. Click. <laughs> yeah, she didn't hang up. <laughs> okay. So, uh, just single, nineteen ninety-nine. Let's 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 finish out on that because that's that's what you're coming on to promote. Um, so nineteen ninety nine, you can get that uh, anywhere you can get music, right? That's that's what we want people to listen to. Being everywhere uh, worldwide, uh, search Thomas Nicholas Band nineteen ninety nine. You can find it on your favorite streaming platform. You can follow me on any of my socials, along with a lot of funny TikTok videos with Bowling for Soup and Jared Reddick, and that's at Tin Band T I N B A N D, no spaces or anything. It's an acronym. Mm-hmm. You know, tin band. Got anyway, yeah, I got it. Yeah, there yeah, it is. Yeah, good, good, but you drop you drop the E in, so you now have to go by TN band. Yeah, I can't change the social handles. <laughs> Some, once they're verified, you can't change them. It's too confusing. I understand that. Uh, and yeah. you're on, and you're currently on tour right now. So right, I'm always on tour. You're always on tour. All right. Uh, well, unless we I'm unless I'm locked down due to a pandemic, and then I'm online. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Uh, please come on again, and we'll just spend hours talking about you. And I can gush over you and your work and how awesome you are. But uh, Thomas uh, Nicholas, thanks so much for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Brandon Nate. Sorry we ignored you. But I love know. you too. <laughs>